Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Someone died like right here. Just like a teenager. I started seeing the vision of a girl. She has suffered a lot, and she continues to suffer. Do you think this was an accident? No. How severe were those injuries? She could have had significant injuries to her head. I'm concerned that he might actually hurt somebody. See, he's getting mad again, and he's pissed off now. Did you see anything? No. I just felt it. He threw her down. He killed her. There's something down there. My name is Amy Allen. A lot of dead people are here. I see dead people. This is not good. I speak to dead people. He is very pissed off. And they speak to me. The house is angry. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. He's killed people. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShave. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. He got shot at his house? And I know every person, every house I see. Aren't you terrified being here? It's my job to reveal him. That sounds like something out of The Exorcist. But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. It's bad. When we uncover, if it's safe for you to stay... I'd like some answers. ...or time to get out. Amy and I work independently of one another. I gather evidence, interview witnesses, and investigate the history of each location. When we're done, we reveal our findings to the clients and each other. I'm in Huntington, West Virginia, on my way to meet with a local dentist. He tells me that the activity in his office is so bad, 
Even his employees don't want to come to work. Worse, now that his patients are starting to see things, he's afraid he's going to lose his business. Before Amy enters a location, I have to clear the area of anything that could influence her findings. I can't hide the fact that this is a dentist's office, but by removing the diplomas, personal photos, and artwork, I can ensure that Amy's walk is free of any kind of leading information. As I approach this location, dark images begin flashing through my mind. The dead seem restless and are already trying to communicate with me. I have this elderly gentleman with me. He's uh, really tall, like 6'2 to 6'4. He has like steely gray hair. And something happened, but I'm not sure what. Something happened in his office. I did hear murder, 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 murder. So, Dr. Grimes, when we spoke on the phone, you sounded a little concerned. Uh, what's going on? We have a problem here. I've been in this building for nearly 40 years. Starting out, things were just noises that could be dismissed, but they have been increasing in intensity. I no longer have just sounds. I have visual things going on. In the last year, this stuff has really ramped up. It uh, became more and more apparent that something was going on, something frightening. As far as your employees go, I mean, how are they dealing with it? They're afraid of it. Uh, well, for example, they won't go upstairs at night. In fact. Let me just show you something. I keep a logbook of incidents. It's not the little ones, uh, they're too numerous, but in this log you will find uh, entries made by the people who work here and others. I mean, I've never seen anything like this before. I mean, I know people keep journals, but I never saw a ghost log before. Are you concerned that whatever's going on here is, uh, is dangerous? It's my concern that I could actually frighten my patients away. If this increases, I may be in trouble. Uh, as far as my practice is concerned. Quite a few people died here at this location. Quite a few people. I don't feel good about the deaths that happened here. Like I feel neglect, like just and I hear it, neglect. So doc, this doesn't look like a dentist's office up here. It used to be a bedroom uh, in the original residence and uh, now it's just a place for me to come and relax a little. Okay, so what's going on in here? This was a, originally uh, a place where I started seeing the a vision of a little girl. I mean, can you describe it for me? Yes, I can. As a matter of fact, I've painted a painting of her several years ago and I have it right here. Oh, this is her? This is as near as I could come to the way she actually looked. As you can see, she's very sad. She makes you feel that you, you've got to do something for her. One way I've tried to communicate with her is through this painting. 
there's another way, and I can show you that. I have left toys here for her, and I know that she's in here because some of these objects have moved. You feel like you're uh, consumed by this whole thing going on in this house? Well, if you could see her, uh, you would feel as I do. She makes you feel that you, you've got to do something for her. And you're a father, and you know, it's... It, it, it does get to you. I have tried very hard to reach out to her because of the empathy I feel for her. Now, have you seen her on this floor? Uh, yes. In fact, she was standing right there at that door. So what happened here on the stairs? I was down here, and uh, she would just stand there looking at me, and I would get this strange feeling that someone was looking at me, and I would turn around, and there she would be. Mm. Hey, I hate the stairwell. I hate it. I don't know why. Something in that space is not good at all. It's making me sick to my stomach. I'm feeling a great deal of pain and negativity coming from the stairwell. I know something horrible happened there, and I'm nervous to find out what. Someone, like, died, like, right here. It's a lady. She's like a teenager, and, and her heart's pounding, her heart's pounding. She's crying, and she peed herself. So much pain, and uh, she broke her legs or something. So have you experienced anything else here? Yes, I have. I was walking through this hallway late one evening, turning things off. Uh, we were ready to leave the office. And from about this height, a voice came to me, a man's voice, very deep, and he said, get out of here. He uh, is a huge man. He's big. And I've heard him more than seen him. Now, you've actually seen him? I haven't seen him so much. I saw a shadow here and a shadow there, but he goes up and down these stairs constantly, it seems. You can hear him stomping, literally. He's the one that I'm really concerned about because of his aggression and because of his size, and I'm concerned that he might actually hurt somebody. So she died, like, right here. This guy is laughing. He's just laughing. This large, angry man is the same one I saw when I first arrived. I believe he's this poor girl's father. He's very intimidating, extremely cruel, and sadistic. He's just laughing and laughing. She was a useless bitch. She wanted all this stuff and little bitch. And I didn't have a use for her anymore because he didn't like her anymore. He killed her. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You know, he killed her. He didn't like her anymore. And he didn't want her around. And she annoyed him. And... What happened? Mm, he poked me. He doesn't want me to really talk about it. Because he got mad and ran away. So, Carrie, I spoke to your dad, and uh, he told me what was going on here. Now, what about yourself? Have you experienced anything here? I have. When I was a child in the waiting room, uh, there was a young girl, and she was kind of peeking around the corner at me. Okay, what'd she look like? Uh, she was young, so I'd say probably 12 or 13. I just remember her face and her hair, because she had long hair like I did, and that stood out to me, long, dark hair. She had her head hung low and she would swing it back and forth while she looked at me. Did it look like the girl your dad painted? Yes. Your father seems pretty uh, consumed almost. Are you concerned for him? I just worry about his reputation. I mean, this is his livelihood. This is everything for him. Right. 40 years worth of work. He's got so much to lose. Absolutely everything. Even though the doc and his daughter have seen the same apparition, 
I need to speak with someone who's outside the family. So I'm going to meet with a woman who used to work here to see if she's had similar encounters. Karen, I understand you're a former employee of the doctor. That's correct. Okay, and how long did you work here? Probably a couple years. Okay, now he's explained some bizarre things that he's experienced here. Now, how about yourself? There's been some bizarre things happened to me also. Can you tell me about anything? I was assisting Dr. Grimes in doing a root canal. And I glanced up. And there was a girl standing right behind where you're standing. What she look like to you? She had long, very well-groomed dark hair. She seemed to me to be pretty. I can see her today as well as then. It's that vivid it's in your It's that mind. vivid. Okay. I will never forget it. I can see it's upsetting for you to even be in the building. This room doesn't bother me as bad as a room upstairs. I went up to get a file, and I could feel someone in that room with me. Did you see anything? No. I just felt it. What happens when you walk into that room? That room... I felt like something came over me. Like... like someone was watching me. The more I'm here, like, uh, the more I don't like this place. Why? Well, this guy was not good, and he was a liar. He's hiding what he looks like. Ever since the big man poked me on the stairs, he's been hiding. I know he's watching me, but he doesn't want to be seen. See, he's getting mad again. Yeah. Is he back then? He's like coming. Coming. Charlotte, I understand that you actually worked for the doctor. Yes, I did. Okay, what'd you do? I owned a commercial cleaning business and I cleaned his offices. Now, I was wondering if you, while you were working here, ever experienced anything paranormal. Yes, yes, I did. I was working in the kitchen and I heard this crying. And so I come back into this room and this little girl is not crying, she's sobbing as if her heart's broken. What did you do next? I came in and sat down. Although I didn't see her, I heard her and I wanted to sit down and comfort her and try to help her in any way I could. And you just sat down and started trying yes. to calm her down? Right. But you never saw her? No, no. Whenever I come up these stairs, I can feel her. I, I can feel her presence, and I can feel the sadness and the heaviness. She has suffered a lot, and she continues to suffer. It's f***ed up. He did, like, not want to really take care of his family. Like, he felt like they were leeches. And, and like, he would, like, starve people. Like, I feel like he's starving people. He's lying. He, like, um, is um, just bad. Just a bad person. 
And um and then the there's there's blood everywhere. So far, all I've got is a lot of witness testimony as to what's going on inside Dr. Grimes' office. But I need facts. Going to the library's archives, I find an article about a 21-year-old girl who died in 1929 from a fall in the same building that Doc runs his practice at. The doc told me he keeps seeing a young girl who looks like she's sad and in pain. Now it turns out a young girl actually died in his duplex. So I'm headed off to meet with a local historian who promises to tell me the rest of the story. I came across this article about a girl named Levina that died from a fall in the location I'm investigating, but it's very vague. Uh, so I was wondering if you could help me out. She's sort of a woman of mystery. Uh, what we do know about her, though, suggests that her story was a very tragic one. Her mother, uh, Bernice, was uh, married to uh, this gentleman named uh, Cyrus. Okay. Apparently, he liked to drink, and when he was drunk, he liked to uh, eat on his wife. And then, of course, the next day, he sobered up and was very contrite. In 1913, Levina, her elder sister, and her mother left and moved into the duplex on 20th Street okay. in Huntington. Where Dr. Grimes' office is now. Exactly. We don't know if the father ever came back and or tried to find them. Or... We don't. We don't know. Okay, but he was a miserable bastard, this guy apparently, and they, they, they had to get away from him. But that's what the record uh, suggests. I feel like there's people there arguing. There's a male and he's a liar, and there's the two ladies, and and he. He's chasing, like he's following them, and uh, he's doing things. As I walk through this house, I keep seeing the dead girl's father by the stairwell. He's very upset, and he's taking his aggression out on his family. His wife ran away because he's coming in. And he's pissed off now. This is happening right now? Yeah. It, it says she died from a fall. Um, but the articles are vague and they just... The articles are not just vague, they are contradictory. Right. I have here uh, her death certificate, which actually says that she died from acute alcohol poisoning. But the paper says she's, she fell, so... Who do you think's right? I have no idea. This is during Prohibition. West Virginia went dry in 1914, but nobody stopped drinking. One word, moonshine. Ah. And what Prohibition did was create an entirely new market for the moonshiners. Okay. But moonshining is an art. Right. If you don't do it right, you can kill your customers. So it, all possibility, she could have got a hold of some bad liquor. Exactly. So that certificate says one thing, the newspaper articles say another. One article uh, says that she died after an illness of 10 days as the result of a fall. Okay. Her legs are messed up. 
like, so there's nerves. There was a pain here, a really bad pain here, like a crunch. And this guy is laughing. He's just laughing. Do you think this was an accident? No. He's happy about it. I think he threw her down. I think he tossed her over. Something about this case does not sit right with me. The newspaper article states that Levina died from a fall. But the death certificate lists another cause of death. So what I did was send all the paperwork over to one of the top paramedics in the county to see if he can make any sense of it for me. So, Steve, I'm sure with your experience, uh, you responded to thousands of people falling. Now, the pain she must have been in, if it was a fall, right. uh, how severe were those injuries that, that she died from? It? If she was climbing the stairs and she fell 10 or 12 stairs, which would have been her height or two times her height, you know, she could have had significant injuries, significant injuries to her head, bruises on the brain, bleeding that starts to spread. As that bleeding starts to spread, they're going to have severe headache. After severe headache, they're going to have blurry vision. And after blurry vision, you know, ultimately altered mental status and then unconsciousness. He, like, threw her down. Because, like, it's like she's all broken. There was a pain here, a really bad pain here, like a crunch. Yeah, all that I don't know, maybe she broke her back. It's not good at all. It's really bad. The death certificate lists alcohol poisoning as the cause of death. Now, it's 1929, so this is prohibition. Right. The federal government was still producing uh, alcohol for medicinal purposes. Now, would a civilian be able to get that? What they tried to do is they tried to take that medicinal alcohol and they would put small traces of poison in that alcohol to prevent people from using it as a recreational uh, drink and just for the purposes that it was produced. Okay, so the, the, that was their way of trying to curb them from using it. Exactly. So, Steve, if she started to ingest this poison liquor, it, it, would it taste like alcohol? Would it, what would happen? As she ingested this, it's going to cause severe burning in her upper airway. As she swallows it, it's going to cause burning going down in her esophagus, down into her stomach, and it's going to aggravate her stomach lining. Would moonshine cause that same type of symptom? Yes. When they filtered these homemade spirits, they were filtered through radiators, and eventually lead poisoning uh, could have been a possibility. The daughter that died on the stairs, there was a sickness with the throat. Uh, like um, really bad illness that affected uh, the throat, like a really bad. It's uh, really this intense pain going all the way down. Can you describe the pain in their throat? It's like if you've eaten a lot of lemons and then you get the pain in your ears and it's all raw and burning like that. That certificate says one thing, the newspaper articles say another. 
I'm up in the air on what I think might have happened, so I wanted to get your opinion and what you thought about both reports. By looking at the newspaper accounts, reviewing her death certificate, it looks like Miss Wall either was drinking, went to climb the steps, fell down the steps, suffered some type of head injury or internal bleeding, or she had fallen, and after she had fallen, she may have been trying to uh, lessen that pain, numb those nerve receptors herself by using whether it be illegal or legal spirits. Okay, but the cure could have been worse than the illness. Yes. Okay. During my walk, I encountered an older man and the daughter I think he brutally murdered. I'm meeting with a sketch artist to reveal what I saw. He's approximately 60 to 65. If you could describe him in like a couple words. Cowboy. He has a very rugged, uh, thick skin because he used to do a lot of work outside. Does he carry a lot of any weight in his face? No. Okay. Mm -mm. He's broad-shouldered. His hair is very thick. It's wavy. It's a nice silver gray. Amy, is this who you saw? Yes. Now that our investigations are complete, we're hoping our findings will help Dr. Grimes save his practice. I've invited Karen to join us because I feel she needs answers to her own terrifying experiences. Dr. Grimes is the owner of the duplex in his dentist's office. Karen actually used to work for Dr. Grimes. The reason we are here and why he called us in is uh, he's had activity there for the entire time, but recently it's really increased. He thinks he may be losing patience because of some of the things that are going on there, and he needs to know what's happening. With that, I'm going to turn it over to Amy, and she could start telling us about her walk. This was really bad, really bad. So I started going up one of the staircases, and I saw this girl laying there, and she was dead. She was, like, twisted. Her legs are not right. One was bent awkwardly at the knee. She was in absolute agony. All of her nerves in her legs were like on fire. And I got this intense throat pain. There was a sickness with the throat. Uh, really this intense pain going all the way down. And it's all raw and burning. There was a young girl that did die back in 1929. Her name was Levina Wall. But the cause of her death is unclear. Newspaper articles say she died from a fall. Oh my gosh, really? A fall? The death certificate, which I have here, says she died from acute liquor poisoning. What? It was the prohibition, so there was medicinal liquor, uh, but some of the liquors had poison in them. And he said if that happened, if she drank it, she would have choking and burning sensation in the throat, windpipe would close. Now, she died an agonizing death. She lasted few days. Oh. You know, you've had an instance where you've seen a young girl. I would get a strange feeling that someone was watching me. Mm -hmm. And I would turn and look at the, the doorway at the top of the stairwell. And just for a split 
instant, I would see a flash of a little girl. I could see pain in her eyes and a longing for someone to understand that pain. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's hard to describe that, but it, it was a, a, uh, a moment of change from absolute terror mm -hmm. to feeling that you want to help someone. I did do a sketch of the scene that I saw on the staircase. Oh my God. Now you're very protective of this little entity that you see. I am. Now how do you feel about that, seeing her like that? Well, it's like seeing one of your children hurt, really hurt. Did you get to see her face or anything? I did not. I only got a quick glimpse of her face, so I didn't feel confident enough to sketch it. But I got a very strong sense of everything else about her. The unfortunate part about this girl is I couldn't find a photo of her anywhere. But the good doctor here is quite a painter. He actually painted a picture of her, which I have. Anybody else has seen it but you. Oh, wow. Do you think it's her? Without a doubt. Dr. Grimes, can you do me a favor and explain to Amy how you're trying to communicate with this little girl? There's a closet in the room at the top of the stairs, and I've, over the years, have put toys in there to let her know that there are people who care. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing or not. Is that a good thing or a bad thing he's doing? Really bad. What can happen is that a lot of times um, we become a little too attached. That attachment can actually be something else that kind of holds them here. Oh. What else did you see? Um, I also encountered really negative mail at the top of the stairs, who I believe is her father. And he really hated his family. This guy is laughing. He's just laughing and laughing. She was a useless bitch. She wanted all this stuff, and eh, I didn't have a use for her anymore. Why don't you explain to Amy what you told me about what's going on upstairs? In the stairwell, I have heard a man really putting his feet down hard, like he's stomping. And I get the impression he's a rather large man. He came up behind me one evening as I was turning off the lights and everything in the house. He simply said, get out of here. I would get so afraid that I would just have to leave. He's aggressive. He seems to be angry about something. He's very violent. Violent? Yes. He is very violent personality. When I was talking about what happened to her, he became extremely upset, and then he came up behind me, and he poked me really hard right here, and then he ran away. The What happened? He poked me because he got mad and ran away. Karen, you, 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 you got emotional again. I was upstairs and I was hit with something that I was so cold, it affected my whole body. 
My knees were shaking. It was bad, very bad, very frightening. There's a backstory to Levina, the girl that died in the duplex. Her, her mother, and her older sister fled Ohio from their abusive, drunk father. His name was Cyrus. And just by looking at the photo of him, you can see he's a real miserable guy. He was abusive, he was a drunk, he beat his wife, and then the next day he would be apologetic about it. Whoa, okay. Um, so I did a sketch that I think might be him. You think? You guys can tell me. Wow. Look at this photo. Now, look at this sketch. You tell me. The same cruel mouth. The same boxer-like nose. And ears. Yeah, the long <clears throat> ears. She has him. Mm-hmm. I would say that's him. I can feel him. It's weird. I'm just, like, freaked out a little bit. What would bring him to the house? I think he uh, killed her. He was at the top of the stairs, picked her up, and threw her. Oh, my God. One of the things that I did get uh, was that he did attempt to make it look like an accident. My gut my investigative background, I wouldn't doubt that this guy was capable of doing what he did. I don't know what might possess a man to come looking for his daughter and kill her in cold blood. But as a former detective, I've seen this plenty of times before. You said that you heard him laughing uh, about this, the, the fact that he knew what he had done. Oh, yeah. He was very proud of himself. Well, I'll be. I never even dreamt of that. This evil man continues to haunt this location because he wants to keep the events surrounding his daughter's death unknown. Well, doctor, now we're going to answer your most pressing question. Is it safe you here? And is there a way to stop from these spirits scaring away your patients? For that, I'm going to turn it over to Amy. The first thing that I would recommend is getting rid of her father. He needs to be removed from the location. I have some things that I brought that I felt would be good for getting him out. This is a blend of natural herbs, something that you burn and you can walk through the house with it. It's for home blessing and protection. And then we have some holy water. He's not gonna like this at all. This is going to make him very uncomfortable. And then the last thing we have is black salt. That's going to keep him out. And you want to do this once every day for a week so he knows that he's not allowed back in that house. After you deal with him, the next step is going to be connecting with her. 
having a talk with her and letting her know that it's okay for her to go, it may take several months because you guys are so attached to each other to work through it. And you may see a lot of changes with her and there'll be positive changes as she's getting ready to, to leave. So does he just tell her you should go, move on? What does he, what does he tell her? Well, it's kind of like sitting down and being like, you know, we, we know the truth, we know what happened to you, because it really validates them to be acknowledged and have their stories heard. That's one of the most important things for the dad. Karen, how does all this information make you feel? I mean, do you feel validated? Yes. I think, I think we've got some closure now. Okay. Doc, are you going to be able to let her go? Because you're, you're, you're really like almost a fatherly figure right now with her. I have to. It's for, it's for her. It's for her. It's not me, it's her. I'll miss her, but I certainly wouldn't miss him for one split no, second. No, not at all. Even though it may look bizarre to you, it looks bizarre to me. Just promise me you'll take our advice. I will. I really hope that Dr. Grimes follows through and cleanses the house of the angry father, even if it means letting go of the little girl he's grown so attached to.